What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest who we've been going back and forth for God knows how long now about two main topics. And today we're not, I don't think we're going to dive into those too much, but we, we both talk hockey quite a bit and we're pretty adamant about peanut butter cups. Now, there's obviously no comment section here in podcast, Bill, but you know, the debate, I mean, we might as well start this off, Al, before before we get kind of heated. But for those who don't know who I'm talking to, Mr. Al Painter is here. Al, can you just give people the background into, into who you are, my man? And Because and, I won't do you any justice. National Academy, uh, sports medicine, certified trainer, performance enhancement specialist, corrective exercise specialist, newly minted stretching and flexibility coach, certified. Took that course. It's a great course if you need CEUs. It's a really good course. And stick mobility coach. And I work primarily with endurance athletes, mountain bikers and bike riders and that kind of stuff. And some parents here and there, and just try to keep them simple. Try to keep a movement habit going all week long, somehow, some way, and just take all the fluff out and just keep the important big rock movements in. I love it. Before we dig into the debate, I'm still going to bring it up at some point. But what what got you into more the athletic side of training for parents? Because I think that's that's more what you're doing now anyway. But what is it about? that style of training focused training as you will versus you know your average kind of gym workout because parents are we're a different breed as you know like our our schedules are different our energy demands are different our energy levels are way different and it 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 takes another there's a couple of things it takes it takes one being kind to yourself and realizing where you are and what you're actually able to do and then two it takes the right plan or a good plan. I don't want to say the right plan because there are thousands and thousands of ways to exercise. But I think that for parents, we need to be very, very, very cognizant of we don't need to work out. So stop working out if you're a parent. Yes, I'm on a fitness podcast and I'm telling you stop working out. What you're going to do is just develop a consistent movement habit because those are easier to stick to. Those are easier to ramp up certain times of the year and those are easy to scale back certain times of the year we are in a scale back period definitely because school functions with the holidays are going to be coming fast and furious and you know weekend activities let's go see this thing let's go see that thing so you have to be realistic that if you've got a regular 30 45 and if you're really lucky 60 minute block of movement a few times a week that might be cut in half or your 60 minute workout might be a 15 minute walk, right? Or, or you set up some bands and you do a 10, 15 minute workout of 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, right? The goal of this time of year is to not get in the top step of the podium. The, the goal of this time of year is to stay in the game so that when things do slow down, you haven't really lost anything and you could, you can just take off again once you're able to. I love it. I know some people listening to this are going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Stop working out. Um, but I, I get it. The theme is the theme is you're not going to have the capacity to go all out all the time because why should you? We're not we're not being paid to train. We're not professional athletes, although some of us might beg to differ on a random Wednesday night uh, in beer league hockey. But um, we we want to move. We want to stay active. Uh, I agree. Parent. I mean, I don't know what your house is like, man. But Monday through Friday, every day can look completely different in terms of energy levels. In terms of what attitude I get from my kids, <laughs> you, you name it. You never really know what curveballs you're getting. So with, with this, how, how do you get someone who's used to training or working out, let's say, 
to look at it differently? Like what, what does that look like in your you coaching? Know, it's funny. When you tell a parent, stop working out, there's a relief on their face. They're kind of like, oh, okay, wait. And then there's confusion. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and then when you start breaking it down that it, a consistent movement habit from a mental standpoint and a stress standpoint is a lot more sustainable. It's a lot more simple, not easy. That's easy. I said simple. And it's a lot more possible. It's a lot more realistic, right? So you're trying to be realistic with the folks that you're, you're training to let them know that, look, we can go hog wild if you want to set up and gear up toward an event. Sure. Great. Right now you, you got you know, X amount of kids, you got X amount of activities coming up and, oh, you might have some things for your office coming up. So good luck trying to, to hold on tightly to the reins when you got to, you got to have a looser grip and just kind of flow with the water downhill rather than try to put the rain back up in the clouds. Sometimes it takes me a second to, con to like conceptualize your analogies. I got that one. <laughs> I got it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Agree. I'm a wordsmith, man. It's what I do. Very true. Yeah. You are, you are knowledge base like no other. Um, it's, it's super interesting. Cause when you brought the topic to me, it, I, I like it, but at the same time I was like, man, I was trying to wrap my head around it as a parent. Right. I, I power lifted in 2017 first and last meet I ever did. And my son was only, it turned one that year. So like, I didn't even, I didn't have two kids. I wasn't running, you know, a successful business. I wasn't mentoring in another, like I didn't have a busy life back then. And even then I was like, this is a lot. What, why, why, why do parents need focus training? Like, I, cause you brought it up. I want to talk about it. Cause I think it's very interesting where, you know, you said stop working out, but then it's like, well, focus training is important or it can be helpful. I want to know your breakdown of, you know, how you came up with this. Well, it's, it's more of a focused movement habit, right? So I got bit by the, the race bug big time this year, big time. And it's been a while since I have been into it. And I will, in a couple of weeks, I will have done my sixth race, uh, five mountain or five bike races and a stand up, stand up paddleboard race. I did a stand up paddleboard relay with somebody. They did the run and I did the boarding. John, that was awesome. And actually for hockey, it would be pretty good. The stand-up paddleboarding because of the core control and that that diagonal rowing pattern, you know. But it was it was a brand new brand new challenge, right? Because you're on this flat surface, but the the flat surface is on something unstable, right? And I learned the hard way that you have to build up your control and your your neuromuscular command of your body sprinting on a board, because then if you don't you're popping your head above the water to climb back <laughs> to the board. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took a couple minutes to realize that those World Cup racers that you're watching on YouTube to get technique tips from, you're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, from, from the neck up, I'm there, right? You know what that's like. But from the neck down, it was like, no, man, you got you got some incremental steps to take. So it was a brand new challenge, and there was a lot of really good carryover to the mountain biking. As I got stronger on the board, I started getting faster on my bike which was really, really nice. There was the ben Another benefit was uh, strength in the feet. Man, my feet were mm. burning initially. And then after that, I, I noticed my toe splay got better. My, my foundation squatting and hinging got better. And single leg balance got better. Rotational control got better. It was just, it was great. The reason I bring that up is because 
it was something new to engage me. I mean, I've raced 2006, 2012, took time off and then got back into it. So I've been there. I had done that and I knew what to expect. But with the paddleboarding, it was new. And as a parent, you need new sometimes just to re-engage your brain, right? So after the first bike race was done and the kids knew like, hey, look, here's the deal. Daddy's going to start racing again because you're old enough and you guys can, you're a little more self-sufficient, right? When, when my wife's not home, my 12-year-old daughter is almost like the default adult. Yeah, That's awesome. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. She is. It's funny. Anyway, so they knew that four or five days a week I was going to be on my bike and that there were going to be strength training workouts that took place here at home because I wanted them to see an active parent to get that modeling, to let them know that just because you're a parent doesn't mean you have to give up your pursuits, your interests, your hobbies, and your passions. If, if you are an athlete of some kind, before you can still be that athlete again, it might look a lot different. It's not baseball for me anymore. It's riding a bike because that's what's realistic. And I like it. It's fun. There's a, a bike park right by the house where I can go and train. That's where the race was. So it was great. And then after the paddleboard race, it was just like, yeah, I got it. I, I got the bug, the competition bug. Then you're in the atmosphere. You're talking to people after the races. And then that part of you comes back out and you feel like you again. And it was just great to reconnect with the athletic competitive side of me and let that fuel and drive me because it kept me super focused back to the original topic. I knew that, okay, I've got a roughly hour and five or six minute mountain bike race. I wanted to take time off my, my laps from last year. And I focused on doing what needed to be done to get that to happen. And it did. It was awesome. And then there was a hill time, time, time trial afterwards. Last year, I didn't do it. This year, I won it. I was just super stoked about that. And it was just like, when I showed the medal to Jeremy, he was like, oh, you're still cool. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> your, dad, your dad can still get after it, kiddo. He's 52, but he can still get after it. Yeah. You know how sometimes like you think you're still awesome and everything else, and then your kids are like, oh, you, you butchered my sandwich. You cut it the wrong way. You're off. No, I'm not there yet. Nope. My kids are yeah. still young enough. They're young enough to that they think I'm they they think I'm cool for the most part until I do some embarrassing stuff, which I kind of plant the seed that it's going to keep happening as they get older because nice. I just it has to. I I like I I like the breakdown. Now that you as parents, it's very easy to get in the in the groundhog day. Yes. Right. Same shit every day, day in, day out with whatever curveballs come with with being a parent and running a household and all that stuff. So giving someone something to look forward to reinvigorates spirit, reinvigorates their energy. They don't feel like they're having to do the same thing over and over again. I mean, if you're like me, you get like cabin fever, man, with, uh, oh, yeah. with COVID being stuck in the house. The minute when we moved, I mean, the rinks were still shut down. But the minute they announced there was hockey out here open, I was like, awesome sign me up as an individual nice. i don't care what team i'm on and it's been great and i mean that's one of the one of the best things i did was do that because the more i'm doing that i mean it's once a week but i feel good it's for me it's a mental break from life go to the rink shoot the shit play i'm not thinking about anything else except the game and how many goals do i need to score for our team to have a chance to win and then i'm gonna go back home and then go to sleep i mean the only thing with beer league hockey is it's late but yeah 
I did that with softball one time. It was like 10 o'clock yeah. games. 10 o'clock games, and then people would stay and get and drink afterwards. I'm like, you guys, you know, I'm like, no, nah, that's, that's not happening. Um, but I, I think that's where I ended up catching the same sort of bug because I'm, I'm pretty competitive. Um, and then I also got recruited to play at a higher level for beer league. Nice. So I was on two teams. I was on two teams for a season. Right and that was a lot. So that's where like I caught myself. You know, we did, it was playoffs. There was like I played six games in five days or some stupid. Nice. Like I, I don't I don't want I'm like, I don't I can't handle this anymore. I was my body was ditched. So then I'm like, OK, well, I love playing. Maybe I don't love playing this frequently <laughs> every single week. It was two games a week. And I'm like, I'm good. Go back down to one. And that gives me that, like, again, that outlet. And I mean, from the parent selfish position, like my kids can come watch once in a while. And they're always like, they, I always score when they come. And they, my Oops. son loves it. So yeah, he's playing now, too. He's like, he loves it. He's like, oh, you almost got four. You almost got another one. You almost did this. I'm like, cool. He still thinks I'm good. And this is this is great. Yeah, yeah. A few years back, uh, 20, February 2020, I played in my high school's alumni game. And uh, got a hit, stole the base, drove in a couple runs, and scored a few times. Right? So I could still do it. And the kids were there, which was, man, John, if you don't feel like this, there, I would rather stand in the batter's box with the bases loaded, down by three runs, in the Game 7 of the World Series, with 60,000 people watching me and yelling at me than the two <laughs> children that were at the game that day yelling, come on, Daddy, come I mean, the pressure – to perform in front of the kids sure, it's true. was astronomical. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's the, emo- but, the emotional connection. Cause it's that, yeah. that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the connection I had with the kids afterwards, when they saw that their dad was doing the stuff that the guys do at the games that we would go to, then they're mm. kind of like, yeah, that's pretty cool. My dad can play baseball right on. Right. And it's, it's like that. It's like that now. And I get that, that, a five game run in six days a couple weeks back i did it was only short track cross country is it's about 20 to 25 minutes that's it right but imagine sprinting up and down the ice for 20 to 25 minutes no. like i was in zone five for 17 of those minutes and in zone four the first three or so because i was ramping up to get into zone five you know wow but it was two days in a row. The first day, I loved it. I was charged up, came home, went for a walk for recovery and all that kind of stuff, right? The Epsom salt bath, whatever I could do to try to get my legs to work the next day. And the next day, the ne- I was just like, oh, I've signed up. I've committed. I got to go. But I don't, I don't want to race, man. I'm tired. I know it was only 25 minutes, but it was 25 minutes of oxygen debt. And it took me a while to get my legs to go. And then once the legs started to to loosen up and the gels kicked in it was like it's on and Mm -hmm. and let's go do this and take the learnings from saturday because saturday i just went and i was just kind of feeling it out i didn't really that was just participating go at it yeah Yeah. sunday i went at it because i learned what i needed to do to have a a better time and Mm -hmm. it was great but i was cooked two 25 minute races but at that intensity for the next three or four days like mentally shot uh, uh physically just dragging but the the magic sacred bean couldn't even pick me up you know and it was mm. just wow a sacred bean yeah <laughs> he's talking about coffee everyone just just so you're in case you're wondering what the hell he's talking about he's talking about coffee <laughs> that was a big coffee but it, it was one of those things where it was to just to see if i could do it 
right? I wanted to see, can I still drive 100 miles on 75 miles of gas? That was only one way to find mm. out, you know? <laughs> but again, That's it fair. was that focused training to, to be able to try that experiment. And again, it was something that it just brought me out. It's, it's a really strong community, the race community that's out here. And on, on mm. Fridays, I go out and I help set up the course. And, you know, you hammer in the stakes and you put the tape on the stakes and everything else. And there's just a bunch of goofballs hanging out, laughing, joking around. And then that community carries into the next day on the race. And you're hanging out with people before and afterwards. And then again, the next day. And, and that you just want that. You, you get yeah. that feeling again and you just want more of it so again as parents i know it's super easy to forget what we like what we love and what sparks us and to let our family be our community which is amazing but we are communal creatures as humans right we need other people and if we don't have other people we can't thrive so you have to get out you have to get out even if it's getting parents together hey let's go for a walk but let's set it every day or every week at this time, bring your dog, bring your kids, whatever, we're walking. Maybe today we'll see who can walk A to B fastest, you know, whatever, just to spice things up a little bit. But you have to have that community. And I think that's, the, that's where the focus training is, is really advantageous because if you can find a, a 5K or a fun run or a charity event or just something that's wrapped around an activity, then mm. it's easier to say, hey, look, it's and now – it's it's 6.15 in the morning. It's 20 degrees outside. I don't go for a walk. But you know what? I committed to, to three or four other people that I would show up on the corner. Yeah. I don't do this, but, you know, for example, for on the corner for this walk. And how many times have you laced them up feeling like garbage? But when you're done playing, you're like, you know what, man? I'm really glad I did because I feel pretty I'm good. I'm glad I played. It's true. It's, yeah. It's so not, I, yeah, not a game goes by, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a rare day to not feel better after exercise. Even when you, you, you tie yourself up and drive yourself into the ground, if you're doing an event, there's still, there's that sense of satisfaction of survival. There's that sense of, I push myself that hard. I can still do it kind of thing. And it's mm -hmm. just, it feels great. Yeah. You bring up a couple of good points there that I want to touch on actually too. Part of it is with, with parents, because I like to start here, because I always have to, you have to think about like the barriers, right? So what, how do you help parents get over that like mentality of they can't take away this much time for themselves and they'd much rather just do, you know, can you do focus training through 30 minutes, three times a week, right? Or, or is, is that not a thing, right? Or how do they take time away to, to get to an event if they're, if they're interested in that sort of stuff? Because there's the mental block a lot of times with moms, especially of, you know, I, I can't take this yeah, much time for myself because I have to do this, 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 and the other. How do you help that mental block? With the parents? first thing I say is, hey, when you're on a plane and those oxygen masks drop, who are, who's, who's supposed to put theirs on first? Right? Because if you can't show nope. up for yourself, and, and, and then it's a lot harder to show up for other people. If you're not as equipped, for instance, oh, what day was it? It was not long ago. I, I had a, a really Southern mood, and it's a rare occasion for me because I'm usually I'm usually pretty positive, pretty, you're like, yeah, yeah. I, can, I was, I was going to say, you're, I've never seen it in that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm human. So that happens. It's funny when I tell people that they're like, really, you get, you get sad and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I do. especially now that I'm in <laughs> Idaho and it's going to be awful weather till May. But anyway, um, 
I just, I needed to exercise. It's one of those things to where I, I was so busy throughout the day. I let my movement habit kind of get stacked towards the end. And then it was like, oh, I got to get the kids to their activity. And then I got to do this and this and this. And oh my God. And it was just like, oh, whoa, it's me, pity party. And then it was like, okay, dude, what would you tell somebody that you trained who just gave you that scenario? I would start with, put your oxygen mask on first. And then I would tell them, what can you do in the amount of time that you have? It's not going to be an epic slog that's going to get you a gold medal of any kind. It's going to get you a better mood and more energy. What can you do? So I, I half hour of something and I moved, I challenged myself and I felt a lot better. And then did the, the kids activity. I was in a better mood. I showed up better for them. And everybody benefits when mom and dad are in the best space possible. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm going to put the brakes on. I'm going to do some self-care, take care of me and just do it. You just have to decide. It's not, it's hard. I get it to think that, oh man, I'm being super selfish. This is awful. My kids are, are not getting what they need and everything else. But as your kids get older, it gets easier to do that. When they're younger, they just need you more. It's just, that's just how it is, right? But as you get older, if you can set the example of, look, you have to show up for yourself before you can show up for everybody else. It's true. Well, it's, even when they're younger too, you still want to model that behavior. You brought it up earlier. So you can't be the couch potato because they want to watch TV, right? Because then you set the standard of, all we're going to do is sit here and watch TV. If you're active, they're going to want to be active with you. I mean, kids, fucking unlimited batteries, man. Anyways, especially depending on what age they are. Mine are three and seven. So yeah, they're, they're going to move as much as they want to move and they'll tell you when they're done. And usually I'm, I'm done before they're done, but it's, it's one of those things that like, if, if you set the set the standards, set the tone of like, this is just what we do. And I mean, we can go on a whole another tangent on nutrition to the same sort of thing, right? They're, we can talk to our kids and you can speak to this more than me because your kids are older. We can talk to them all day long, but they're going to model what they see at the end of the day. They're, they're, if they see you on your phone all the time, they see you watch TV all the time, but you're going to talk about exercise and movement, there's a disconnect for them. And I think kids, they're more observant than maybe we give them credit for. Yes. Like they, they see they see things, they hear things. My seven-year-old can hear shit from like, he's probably listening right now. He just got home. He could probably hear what I'm talking about right now and will ask me about it. It's one of those things that like, if, if it's hard to do it, again, like you said, it's it's not easy but it's not impossible, right? There are always things you can do, even if it's a walk, even if it's a 10 minute circuit. I had a mom I was training and she was home with her kids during COVID, solo parent. She's like, I don't have time to do long workouts. I'm like, how much time do you have? 10 to 15 minutes? Cool, Perfect. let's spread this out across the week. And she was fine with that. And that's, I think that's it's important to be, to be malleable as well. And maybe, maybe you can speak to this more given the topic is like pivot where you need to pivot, change yeah. things where you need to change things, be flexible. How do you kind of help people approach that? Oh boy, that's that's a tough one because it's it's mindfulness, it's um, being in a moment, knowing that your moment now directly affects the next moment. Right? There's a phenomenal book by Benjamin Hardy called uh, "Becoming Your Future Self." And it does an incredible job of saying, hey, look, even future you in the morning is going to be directly affected by what you do now, right? So at night when it's 
it's time to dish it, you know, go to bed or whatever. I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything else. Like, hey, you know what, man? Future guy is going to be, he's going to be pissed at you if you don't have the coffee set up in the morning. If you don't have the water kettle filled up, if you don't, you know, if you don't have A, B, and C taken care of, that dude's going to be pissed at you, man. And inevitably, if I take care of business, the next morning is silky smooth, which this has a ripple effect, right? And if I don't, even if it's taking three minutes to fill up the coffee pot and put the coffee and everything else, it's three minutes. And as a parent, man, you know that three minutes is worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. And it just throws oh, yeah. me off mentally. So it's just like, hey, what is you tomorrow going to feel like based on what you're doing today? Are you going to be feeling better and more accomplished and, and maybe even gain a little more energy because you did the thing for a few minutes? Or mm-hmm. are you going to feel behind the eight ball and a little more sluggish and maybe a little more disappointed because you didn't do the thing? And those around you who are part of your ripple effect, how are they going to be affected? Right. So now it's more, it, it's almost the in, in, antithesis of selfish to think of yourself and how it's going to affect other people. Right. Because if I don't show up, I'm not there for everybody else. So I have That's to true. show up for me because if I don't show up for it's me, not- I can't. I just can't. I'm, I'm no. not. I'm not equipped. I don't have the, the same tools. And I just can't do as good of a job. So it's more of just a being mindful of, okay, get out of the center and think of the whole and go Mm -hmm. from there. That's big too. And I think self-awareness is key. Yes. A lot of, a lot of parents are running a, they're, they're running a running gun offense all the time. Yep. It's just go, 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 go. They don't stop to think. They're not really being aware of what their thoughts are. They're just flying by the seat of their pants, reactivity all the way, which is a whole nother subject of like the fight or flight. But I do think it's important to recognize, like if you need to stay, if you want to stay up to watch one more episode of whatever it is, the next day you're going to suffer, which means your kids will likely suffer because yeah, I mean, I can, I know know the difference last night. I mean, we had a, I got to bed late because after hockey games, it's just, I'm I'm hungry and I'm wired. You're wired. It's hard. And then you've got the (laughs) lights in the barn and everything. Yeah, it's hard, man. So I get home and like, I recognize now, like today was a more of a sluggish start. And I'm like, well, then I get upset. And I'm like, well, shit, like I feel bad and I'm not showing up the way I want to show up. So it becomes this like negative swirl around my head. But it's also up to me to make sure that tonight I don't do that again. And I yep. think that's where people get that get messed up because let's say your average parent, once they get their kids to bed, it's like, okay, I'm free. That's I'm sure a lot of people like that. Yeah. It's my time now for us. It's like nine to 11, eight 30 to 11. But if you want to keep extending that free solo time, like you said, the future version of you, the next day, you're going to be pissed. You're not going to feel great. Your kids are going to, you know, maybe not suffer from the hands of it, but they're going to feel the effects. I can I can think of many times my parents were just like they were zonked. They were they were just like wiped from working so damn much, no self-care whatsoever in the house. And you can see it. And that's it's like, are you want to model that every single day? Yeah, yeah. And then and then ultimately, what memories are you setting up for your kids? Do you want them to remember you as somebody who was there, who was energetic? I mean, and as you know, when dad goes down to the ground. It's on. He's a jungle gym. It's true. Right? I mean, and, yeah. and my dad was older. We played catch and we shot baskets in the in the front yard. But that was the extent of our physical activity together. 
unless we went fishing and that kind of thing. But I'm talking like like big risk kind of, you know. So I don't I, I don't want my kids to experience that. I want my children to think that it's weird if parents don't exercise. And I want them to think that it's weird if parents don't have a number pinned to their chest to do something because they're just being active, not to compete and win, but active, focused, training, right? I want them to think mm-hmm. that it's weird for there to be a bunch of Reese's candy wrappers on daddy's desk, you know? Oh my God. Now I'm triggered. <laughs> but I, I, I want them to think that it's normal to move, right? I, I go out to the BMX park with Jeremy and oh, John, if you ever want an upper body workout, that's going to blast your chest, shoulders and triceps and your heart rate at the same time, go to a pump track on a bike because it's essentially you go over the top of something. And then when you hit the apex and the bottom of the arc, you're doing legs and upper body. Everything is like, you just landed from 10 feet up, you know, to pump and get, and dude, it is exhausting, but it's so much fun. Cause you, it's free speed. You can get around a track without pedaling. I want to be able to do that. Right. My kids will come up to me and they'll go touch. When they do that, that means it's on. We're wrestling. We, you're picking us up, you're throwing us into the couch, you're throwing us on the bed, you're giving piggyback rides up and down the stairs. And when you're done with Lily, who's almost 100 pounds, you got her brother next in line, who's about 60. You better have some juice in the tank, dude, because there's nothing worse. And every parent listening to this is going to know this. There is nothing worse than the look on your child's face when you've just let them down. It's Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. Like, I get a little choked up thinking about that, right? Um, momento. Okay. Uh, but it's hard, man. So I want to be able to show up for them as much as possible. In every facet, too, because as a parent, yeah. I mean, you, you wear so many hats, whether not just roughhousing, but it's all the other stuff. It's it's, And we can get into a whole other topic of, of training and what it is and, and the resiliency you get from workouts. I think that's something that if you're if you're not, let's say you weren't an athlete growing up, it's it's tough to kind of formulate what that even means, right? To like push through a hard set. Growing up playing hockey, I had my fair share of bag skates. I've never thrown up from one because I have pretty good reflux like that. But I know what that feels like. you yeah. got to keep going because you weren't told you can stop yet. Right? Not that I, we push our clients to work out like that. But well, sure. the resiliency of, you know, this is pretty hard, but I want to push myself to, to keep going. I think that's something that's not talked about enough. And maybe I put some onus on me to bring it up on social is like the life skills you get from. Yeah specific exercise focus training things like that that you wouldn't necessarily learn otherwise or be harder yeah. to, to learn and, otherwise and how much more have you learned getting destroyed on the scoreboard than winning right when when, when i stood on top of the podium it was great and it feels good but it's super fleeting you know victory is fleeting because yep. after that one what are you doing next Right. Instead of just enjoying the success. <laughs> okay, that's over. Where's the next one? We got to get ready. Which is the very much a downside of athletics. But anyway, uh, but when when you don't perform well, or for instance, in the in the the day I won that hill time climb or, or uh, hill climb time trial, the first lap of a three lap lap race, I had a 49 second lead. And then I had a four minute gap because my back tire was soft. So I had to stop and put some air in it. 
and hmm. I couldn't catch. I gave away. I got two minutes back, but that's like that was it, right? I was at my bike, but I learned that you need the CO2 cartridge with the quick air compress and not the hand pump. Hmm. You would think I'd known that, <laughs> but you know. But it, it was something I needed to learn, and the universe is like, hey, man, giving you some hints. You're not paying attention. It's up to you. Sink or swim. Here you go. Here's here's the lesson. <laughs> you know? It's one of those so things. It's, it's, it's playing hurt as an athlete. It's just part of the deal, right? I mean, how many times have you laced them up and felt 100%? Every joint feels mobile. Every muscle feels pliable. Every ounce of energy is just poured on, ready to go, gas pedal to the floorboard. It's gonna happen, man. It's been a long. It's been a long time, now. It's been a yeah, long yeah. time. You play something or do something long enough, something's gonna hurt. But as an athlete, yeah. you're taught. And I still don't know if it's a good idea. Put that aside and just go. You got to do it. Well, you right? can't. You can't focus on. You can't focus on that, right? Because if you put yeah. all your mental energy into all, oh, like, yeah, my shoulder's a little bit achy, or you know, I have a, I have a. Like I twisted my ankle a couple of times playing junior. Like, oh, my ankle hurts. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have no. to perform. I have a team I have to show up for, which brings also back the community aspect that you talked about. Is like, hey, you have other people that count on you. In sports, it's it maybe it's and this is where it's weird because in sports maybe it's more obvious in team sport. Like you have your teammates, yes. your coach and stuff, fans aside. For your family though, like that is the most important team you'll ever play for. Yep, and be on and lead, but. How are we showing up on that side? Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because the most valuable life lesson I ever learned came from my father at the age of, I think, eight when I started playing baseball. He said, hey, look, son, if you walk off the field with a clean uniform, you didn't play hard enough and you let your teammates go. And ever since that day, uh, that's been my approach with athletics, with training, mm -hmm. with everything. You know, it's like at the end of the day, sometimes I'll land bed. I'm like, did I leave anything on the table? Did I, did I, do I have a clean uniform tonight? Sometimes I do. It drives me harder the next day. And other days, <laughs> dude, I don't even know if 14 <laughs> laundromats can get this uniform clean, you know, kind of thing. Like, what yeah. color was my uniform today, anyways? Because <laughs> right, I ain't, ain't that color anymore. But it, nah. it's, and again, but that's cyclical as well. Like this time of year, I want to push and I want to push and I want to push, but just the cycle of, of my, of my life is like fall. You're supposed to slow down a little bit to, to re rejuvenate and everything else and, and store some energy up for the winter. And then when you come out in spring again, that way you can hit it. Right. It's just the natural cycle of life. And when I go with that, life is good. When I don't go with that, my body volunteers me for rest. You know, my, my left Your body knee, will tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Because I was training as much as I was on my bike. My left knee just got super squirrely on me. And it was hurting to do regular things. And I thought, oh, man. Oh, this is not good. Luckily, I know somebody who's a hell of a lot smarter than I am. And he figured out within five seconds what I was doing then and helped me get rid of it. And then, but I did that. And my body was like, hey, man, we gave you a lifeline. Don't screw it up. So now... <laughs> It's okay. End of the night, there's like this half hour routine I go through. And if I don't, I can't play the next day. If I do it, then I'm good. Right. But it's just, it's just part of the deal. 
at first I was like, man, I don't want to do this. This sucks. I never had to do it before. Why? I don't want to do this. And then my body lesson the next day is like, remember that, that pity party you threw yourself last night? Today you're going to pay for that. Get yeah. back on your stuff. And then I couldn't play with the kids because I was hurting. And it was just like, damn it. Just do it, man. Just get that in. It's important. I mean, yeah, your body will definitely tell you. I think I want to I want to dive more into into the times of year too because I think people that are especially were former athletes have a standard for themselves. Whether whether it's it's uh, realistic or not is another question. But they feel like they need to go all out all the time. And, it, and you can't. we both recognize that there there you can't. There are times of year where you need to slow down a bit. In the next two months, it's not. And that's the thing too. It's not on the tracks, off the tracks, or on the wagon. It's not that. It's slow your pace, slow it down. You don't have to do as much. You don't have to go as hard. You have to keep going. You're still on the train tracks. You're still going to wherever you're going, but you're not going at full speed right now. And that's fine. Yeah. And that, that's the biggest thing. I think people need a hard time where they're either working out and going all out, or they're not at all and doing nothing. We need to help them find that middle ground. Yeah, you know, it's, it's our industry, John. It's our industry, and it's the way it's it is portrayed on social media. It's portrayed as this epic zombie killing, get ready for that kind of thing, slog. And it's just like, I get it. It's what sells. But how many people, unless you're getting paid to do it, how many people stick to that? They get burnt out. And then how many times have you heard, oh, I don't exercise because it just looks intimidating. I don't want to do it. You know, and it's just kind of like, uh, we're, we're, it's like, the industry says move more, longevity, yada, yada, yada. I get yeah. it, right? The imagery doesn't support the message, as far as I'm concerned. It's more of, because it's boring to say, hey, look, John, you know, man, today, perhaps maybe somebody's got a watch. Like, my watch gives me a body battery score. And then my wife says, can't you just go by how you feel? I'm like, no! Because the watch, <laughs> I need the numbers. Give me the data. That's a oh god, I'm such a data dork, dude. It's anyway. Um, okay, John, today your your watch says your body battery is 10 out of 100. Oh, but I can go. Hey, John, your watch today says 10 out of 100. Here's what we're gonna do we're gonna start your warm up very simple. I'm just gonna have you get up and down from the floor. If your heart rate doesn't blast through the roof then we'll do a little more. If your heart rate's through the roof and you're huffing and puffing, then maybe we're just going to go with some light mobility work today. We're going to recharge the battery. I'm going to kick you out, and, and I'll see you the next time, right? So it's, it's, it's people need to be saved from themselves, and I'm raising my hand. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'm not feigning innocence on that one at all. You need to be saved from yourself because of what the standard is. I mean, how how successful would fitness marketing be if they said, hey, we're going to teach you how to develop a consistent movement habit, and it's going to be simple, and it's going to be sustainable, and it's going to be something that you'll be able to do repeatedly for years. For, forever. And if you break a sweat, yeah. great. If you don't break a sweat, hey, that's great too. How would that sell? Right. Small, smallest of all populations ever. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not sexy. Yeah. No, no. And and I love Dan John. He talks about that in his book Intervention. That 
leveling off and over the long haul is what you need. He says sometimes you need two kinds of workouts. There's only two kinds of workouts. There's the bus bench workout where you're expecting something to happen in a certain time frame. And there's a park bench workout where you go, you sit, you watch the trees, you watch the squirrels, you, you listen for the birds, and you just you just enjoy life, right? And I, I don't think we do that enough. And unfortunately, <laughs> if you're playing a sport or competing, you're usually sitting on the bus bench more than you are the park bench. But that's why there's the off-season. Or, excuse me, the non-competitive season, right? Where, like, I already know what I need to do to put myself back together after November 16th or 17th, whatever that Saturday is after my last race of the season. Like, part of me is really looking forward to that. Just like, oh, I can get off the gas pedal, you know? Part yeah, of me is seriously. like, oh, the community and everything else. But, parents, you need to know that. You just you have to slow down to go faster. You can't have that gas pedal up to the floorboard every year because your body's going to volunteer you to rest, whether it's something that starts to hurt and then you can't move, or there's going to be a number on a thermometer that's got triple digits. You're going to run yourself ragged and just uh, your immune system's not going to, yeah, dude, it's just going to be a whole thing. You know, your sleep will go to hell. If, if, if your sleep starts to go, in fact, track your resting heart rate. That's, you know, that's one of them that works for me because when the resting heart rate starts to go up, Time to go back down with the activity, you know? Yeah. It's super interesting to, it's also like, it's very important to remember for parents that a lot of the grueling shit you see on social media, are those people parents? This this is the other thing. There, there, there are outliers and there's the rule. Look for the, look for the rule, not the outliers. The social media is full of outliers of, yeah, there's, you know, the 60 year old man who's ripped and and doing like 50 pull-ups, whatever. But he's not the rule. He's the outlier. Where where do you stand? Do you have the energy and the capacity and even the mental energy to, to do these all-out things? And if you say no, that's fine. It's not a bad thing. I certainly, I don't have, I'm 34. Like, I'm not old. Nope. I'm not saying Al is old either. But I don't feel yeah. like I'm an old person. I don't either, Sometimes dude. I'm just, I'm fucking ditched. Like, I don't have yep. the mental energy to go all out. So it becomes a park bench workout. I'm like, you know what? put my shoes on, put music on. And I just did the thing and I got out. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but maybe that's not talked about enough either. Like we, you and I have a responsibility of sorts to try to change the messaging out there. But I mean, our audiences aren't Joe Rogan esque, unfortunately to, to help. Yeah. But I think it's important to, to keep stating like your, your best workout is happened one every 10, maybe. And, and four or five of them are going to just, they're going to be, you just did it to do it and it's done and that's fine. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those are the things that will carry you long term. It's not the superhero style workout you did. It's the ones that you showed up. Maybe you half assed it. Maybe you just like, you know, I just want to do this thing and get then done. But that's those are the ones that will carry your fitness for longevity's sake and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And especially folks that that live in colder weather climates, like you look outside and it's gray and nasty and yeah, like the motivation to go out and exercise <laughs> exponentially drops. However. Yeah. The second that chill air hits your face, it wakes you up. And right now we've got gorgeous colors. Like I thought I'd have to move to New England to get these kinds of colors. Right. We get it every year. It's amazing. We have this pathway system that's lined with reds and golds and yellows and oranges and then the green that's left on the grass and the ponds and everything. And it's just like, okay, 
if I get out, I get a nature fix, which we know nature soothes the soul big time. And I get the fresh air and I get the, all the benefits of walking, which we know are several. And then when I come back, I'll have more energy. And that happened today. And I've been feeling pretty good. Got to work out in prior to recording, you know, and it was just like, it was just stacking one positive block upon another one. And, and I'm poised to have a pretty strong day. And parents, you can that. do that too. It's just what, that was my win today. It's like, what, what are the components of your win? Are you, are you home with your kiddos all day? Okay. Well, can you get them out on a walk? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, go play tag. Like, isn't, I mean, tag is like the best agility cardio ever. And I think that's very underutilized with parents and tag Tag is fun, man. Tag's a blast because you're, you're moving around, you're up and you're down off the ground. You're doing everything that, that the body needs. The body just needs to move. It doesn't have to be put into a bucket of a workout, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we, we have some family friends that live on a ranch and this dude that owned up until his like eighties was out at four thirty, quarter to five in the morning, bailing hay for an hour, you know, riding his horse, taking care of his animals and his livestock and everything else. This dude didn't work out, but I swear to God, that guy could crack a redwood tree over his thigh because he was active and he used his body in a three-dimensional rotational plane and squatting, hinging, pushing, pulling. But instead of weights, it was bales of hay and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, like an animal feed and everything else. And that dude was strong. He ate, eats like a horse, you know? I mean, it's just like, that's, that's a workout. Well, we call it a workout now, right? Yeah. That's just, that's just active living. Yeah. So yeah. live actively. It's true. And, and walks are fine. If you have the opportunity to walk your kids to school, do it. Yeah. Both for your mental health, physical health, and just, and for your kids too. I mean, it's, it's nothing kind of beats it. I don't, I hate sitting in the parking lot waiting. I mean, in the wintertime, it's kind of unbearable here. So you kind of have to when it's minus yeah, 20, yeah. 30 Celsius. Um, oh my God, yeah, sorry, Al. But like, yeah, movement, it's, it, it sounds stupid to say it aloud, but it makes sense. It's just the more you move, the more energy you have. The more yeah, you sit and, around, lay around, you're, you're going to feel like shit. You're not going to want to do anything else. Yeah. And, and the body is very much a machine based on use it or lose it. If mm. you don't take your body through a certain range of motion regularly, eventually you might not be able to do that because your body, well, I don't need it. I don't do it. I don't need to do it anymore. It's right? true. Untrained. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. As both of us sit to record and talk about it. To record this, yeah, yeah, Sitting down. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. But even then, you know, I mean, as soon as we're done, I'm going to get up, just go walk around a little bit, do some hip flexor stretching, and there you go. Just move. Just do something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat some Reese cups after probably to bring my blood sugar back and up. Yet, and yet we're still friends. Yeah. I mean, because we don't have much time, so we do need to talk about it for all for all time's sake. What What is it? What is it about Reese? Not that you don't like Reese, but how how in the world is Justin's better than Reese? I, I need to know just because it's the dark this chocolate. is on record now. It's the dark chocolate with the peanut butter. It's It's got a different flavor combination to it. Where mm-hmm. that, that dark chocolate, it's not as sweet in, in the salt from the peanut butter. 
when it just sprinkles the dark chocolate with happiness. <laughs> it's so well, what good. What about dark chocolate? What about dark chocolate Reese? That's a thing. Yeah. Is it? It's not widely available, but it's out there. I've had some. They have white chocolate Reese. They have dark chocolate Reese. Do they have pumpkin spice latte Reese? Oh God! Let me start on pumpkin spice. And- oh, the pumpkin only pumpkin spice. thing I want is pumpkin shaped Reese. That's that's what's in my house right now. Oof. It's that's, good. Yeah. Every yeah. every Reese product I can get my hands on. I'll eat them. Yeah, I'll eat them. I, I ate them. I ate some on Halloween night. I wasn't ashamed. I did it. You know, but you I would okay? rather you were covering your face in it. Not Justin's. You know, like I didn't feel like I had to go to confession or anything. No, I wouldn't give out Justin's. No way, dude. Yeah. Expensive as those are? Hell no. I'm eat all those myself. I would say that's part of it, too, is they're so expensive that it's I just Reese is better and you cheaper. Know, I curse you every time I go shopping. I swear, John, I do. Because <laughs> I'll pass by like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup cereal or or you know, check out aisle, you know, and they got the impulse shopping things right there. And, and it's just like, Oh, it's like a bad song that won't get out of my head. Leave me alone, John B. <laughs> you know what they say when you keep seeing things something over and over and over again? It means you really want it deep down. Subconsciously, uh, it means you really want to buy Reese. Oh, I would eat pounds of that stuff a day. Don't get me wrong. I would. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that. But, you know, from a physiology standpoint, you can't have a parent with a sugar crash in the afternoon when you got, you got business to tend to. That's for sure. It's true. You know, one of my favorite sure. things to do is uh, just get the jar of peanut butter, right? And if we happen to have chocolate in the house of, of some kind, I don't care what it is. If it's chocolate, I'm getting the peanut butter. You get a spoon and you kind of spread it around there, down the hatch. I also heard I the we other good day, friends. someone talking about using Reese's peanut butter cups for s'mores rather than, yeah, rather than- what. Uh, Yes, than than just straight chocolate and marshmallow. Rather than just the chocolate, holy yeah. shit! Chocolate, peanut butter, and graham cracker. See, that's where I'm like, just give me the just give me the Reese cups by themselves. Like that's that's where I fit. It's just if I can eat them by themselves, I'm good. But a Reese s'more sounds pretty amazing, if you ask me. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, somehow, somehow, I know exactly why. I I'm a huge foodie, <laughs> so I have all of these food accounts pop up on my feed and some that I follow, whatever. There was one that's the the uh, Philly burrito. This place in Vegas makes them. It's a Philly cheesesteak wrapped in pepperoni pizza. Oh my God. What? Yeah. My God. It looks so good, dude. It looks so, one of my clients, they're traveling. like, dude, if you go to Vegas, you got to go to this place. So they took a picture in the parking lot of the place that had the Philly, Philly uh, burritos. And I was like, yeah. That's awesome. You ever? That sounds like. Uh, you ever watch Epic Meal Time? That's what that sounds like. Epic Meal Time was something I followed religiously when it was huge. Like, I don't know, seven years ago now, eight, okay. nine years ago. It's been a while. Started in Canada. A couple Canadians started that shit off from Montreal. Shout out to shout out to Quebecois. But they were making some like epic, and we've I've made a couple fast food lasagna. You stack burgers instead of lasagna. Oh yeah, just like crazy. Some of the stuff was too crazy, but there's like they did a, a episode with Ben Roethlisberger, oh, for nice. like a Roethlisberger burger for the Super Bowl. So if you're in a crazy food shit, 
and you have a bunch of time to spend on YouTube, <laughs> go back, <laughs> go back to Epic Meal Time and watch yeah. uh, some of the some of the creations. I, they're they're wild. Yeah, I, I saw a PB and J French toast the other day too. And... I don't like jelly. I feel like it ruins the peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Liberace. <laughs> Jeez, dude. come on, man. Right on cue. So we have. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big jelly guy. Peanut butter on its own is fine with me. What are you doing, dude? Get. <laughs> we had two cats, and then my wife came home one day. I want to get another one. Like, but we have two. And then she said, "I want to get well, another one." And then at that point, you go from advisory to support role, right? So then, yeah, about three months ago, she says, "Hey, I want to adopt an older cat because they usually don't get adopted; just the, the young ones do." We have three already, and one of them is an absolute menace. Why do you want to introduce another wild card into the? So she sent me a picture of them from the shelter, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Just do it. Hurry up before I change my mind." Because he looks mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. So you have dude. four cats. Yeah, four cats. It's insane. That's how I was sold to get our first our first dog. Yeah, I was we like, "Oh yeah, we can get a dog," but I was kind of like half serious. It wasn't a good play. Well, and then I was, I was, I was duped. If they, the, my wife mentioned it in front of Lily, and when Lily gets an idea, in her oh, head, that's a cheat! That's a cheat code. It's yeah. all over with. I'm sure we can cancel. <laughs> Daddy, come on! Older cats, they they don't get as ado adopted as frequently as the the younger ones, and we could give it a good home. And I was just like, fine, we're giving the wife. If you say no, if you say no, yeah. you're the enemy, my friend. That's right. That's, that's the other thing too. I'm the jerk. You know, yeah. and, and, but I love that guy. He's awesome. He, he comes up to you and he just, he gives you a headbutts and you can hear that when he does it. Yeah. It's, I love his headbutts, man. They're the best. It's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah Let's, yeah. uh, I got, I got to wrap up because I have to jump on the next, but before we go, I want you to, uh, shameless plug, man. I want, I want you to tell people where they can find you. Okay. Before I forget, that is mm -hmm. one of the most epic curves of a bill of a hat I've seen in quite some time. So, Thank you. Fair play to you, my friend. I mean, it's like a Appreciate perfect it. arch. I love it. Do you know? How, do you want to know how I did it? How'd you do it? I held my hat over an open kettle as it was boiling water, yeah, just yeah. the brim, and then I wrapped it around my yeti. Yeah. Uh -huh. With a rubber just band. Flexed it and yeah, and rubber bands. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was sweet. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I used yeah, to be a yeah. flat, I used to be a flat brim guy, and then I and yeah. then I kind of grew up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... When I was coaching baseball, the kids like, "Hey, coach, you always have. Will you take here? Here's my hat, you know." So I, my job was to, <laughs> yeah, and to wrap the bat, brim the bat with tape as well. That was my job. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. I can do it like perfectly, even still. Uh, let's see here. What we talking? Oh yeah. Where can they find me? At Do You Integrate across all of the social media channels is the best way to find me. I have the Sarcastically Fit Caffeine Cave Facebook group where the coffee memes alone are worth joining. There are some amazing coffee memes. Oh, my God. The people are so passionate about that. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. It's, it's hilarious. Anyway, that's where they can find me. So there. And thank you so much Perfect. for having me on, Don. I appreciate it. I really do. I love talking to you, man. It's, it's great. I don't know if people could tell that you don't really vibe all that much. <laughs> It's a lot of different time on this one. It's easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's always a blast, and I do appreciate you, and I appreciate being on the show, my friend.
Thanks, my man. I appreciate you taking the time. This was uh yeah, we talked for almost a, for an hour straight. So this is and it seems it's 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 ease. It's easy to chat, right? which is nice. Yeah, we just vibe. Agreed. Love it, brother. All right, Al. Thanks Thank again, you. man. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, dude. See you, John.